foolhardy. <laughs> foolhardy pool party. <laughs> Yay, I like this energy. I like this energy. <gasps> this is solid. Woo, 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 woo. What's up, cats, kittens, and fuck buddies? I'm Jen Ponton. I'm Lillian Bustle. And together we give all the fucks. All the fucks. How many fucks is that, Lillian? Oh, it's infinity plus one. Oh, forever infinity plus one. Fucks add infinitum. Googleplex. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Googleplexes. Hang on. Test, test, test. Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Boop. Come okay. on, boop. Come on. Okay. No, I. Come on, boop. <laughs> uh, shoe. No. A shoe. Oh, laws. Laws. Yes. Oh my god. We are. We are here, and it is a Friday where we are. We're here. We're queer. The pandemic has claimed this year. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> On top of everything, we are we've got a boil water advisory here in Jersey City right now. So who Come knows on, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, it's again. Like the third one since lockdown. Uh, it's the second one since lockdown, but the only reason it wasn't three is because one of them during one of them there was no water at all. Oh, well, oh, all right. Cool, I guess good, that great. is technically the third because when it came back on, it was a brown. So. Ugh. I don't like that. Get it together, Jersey City. Come the fuck on, Jersey City. I wonder how many cities this is happening in. Uh, like I haven't heard about it. Well, they're doing length, lots but. of um they're doing shit tons of road work and and pipe work and I mean, I'm assuming that every time a new new building is put up, which is a million right happening right now in Jersey City, um that, that people are tapping into the city water lines and I don't know. Who knows? Stop fucking with it. Who knows? Or it could be the People Russians. Are we home. don't know. They can't go anywhere. I know. I know that when it when it happened that time when it was just like no water, um, I did. I thought it was just us, and then when I realized it was everyone, I like I ran to the store without a bra on. I just was like, oh my god, <laughs> and I just I just I remember you texting me. Yeah, I just ran out the door. I grabbed my mask. I had pants on. I'm sure. Um, and I Maybe. I just like dragged I. I think that I bought just like four gallons of water and then Iron Man did all the way home. <laughs> four gallons yes, of water those texts is a lot sure. to carry. And sh- and she's in the walk up, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, it's Shit. funny. I've been I've been living on the I've been living in a walk up for years and years. Like when we lived on the second floor in Hoboken, we had a we had an elevator, but we only used it if we were moving in or out or had something hugely heavy because the stairs were easy and they were just right there. Um, mm-hmm. But every place else that I've lived in has been uh, up at least two flights of, of rather steep stairs. In fact, when I lived in Harlem, I lived on the fifth floor. Um, and oh, uh, so stairs, I'm so used to them that when people come over and they come up our two flights of stairs and they're like, oh, my God, all these stairs. I, I want, I'm looking, spoiler always, alert, hang on, for our listeners, yeah. even though most of our listeners know you, um, <laughs> spoiler alert, she says two flights of stairs, but let me tell you, each one of those flights is easily two, because there's yes, like there's 25 no stairs yeah. in each set. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's fair, 
It is so two it's quite a bit stories. Yeah, it's not it's not nothing. But every time it's not nothing. People come over huffing and puffing. I just st- I just stand there and I'm like, well, and I don't say part of this anymore because I quit smoking. But I would be like, I'm a 245 pound smoker. Like, <laughs> why? <Right. laughs> I will say I don't dread it going up in general. But if I'm going up with stuff, I'm like. Yeah, yeah, that's because like, I'm just so used to Lillian it. Lillian and I will swap big IKEA bags of clothing. Because <laughs> um, I know you have before, but I never had a fat friend that I could swap clothes with. I, so yeah, very few, very very few, very very few. It just and it really really didn't happen for me. Um, I I never had any friends who were my body type, so um, I only got to enjoy the 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 wild the wild glee of clothes swaps by the time I was like 25 yeah (laughs) yep yeah and it still brings me great joy I mean like I like to see whether or not we wind up swapping clothes but like it's so fun to just dig through stuff and by the way I'm super fucking excited to see you on Sunday I'm so excited to see you on Sunday (laughs) and and remember I put together a giant Ikea bag for you right before a lockdown happened I still have it it's in the car so you might get to go home with goodies oh my god I'll bring you stuff too um I feel like I feel like it's our it's our sovereign sworn duty to talk about WAP oh yes I uh yes (laughs) I mean I don't I don't have anything to say that's not just like fuck yeah (laughs) fuck yeah. Um, I will, in the vein of TikTok, I saw a video, my best friend sent me a video, of a guy showing his grandma, of a grown-ass man who's like 20-something, mm-hmm. showing a very, very old woman, 90s. The video? The video. Why would you Or playing that? the song for her, rather. Oh, okay. He's, All right. he's filming her. And so he hands her a piece of paper that's like, hey, read this. And she goes... Play WAP by Cardi B. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, oh, it's Alexa. Alexa, play WAP by Cardi B. And it starts coming on, and she's giggling to herself and dancing in her seat. Ah! And then by the end of the selection that plays, she goes, oh, oh, that brought back good memories. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Ah! Oh my god, that's so great! Uh, isn't that great? Yes, I am enjoying the. Uh, it's very funny. I think that this is. It's making some men very uncomfortable, and it's great. It yes, it is, and it's interesting. I wonder if it's like the culmination of every of anything of everything because Cardi B has been real raunchy. Oh sure, Lil Kim was real raunchy. Uh, 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 you Kellis. don't say. <laughs> Is it Kellis who did "My Neck, My Back"? Oh, I mi- I love that song. There's <laughs> it. That one came out. I mean, co- like these moments are occurring, but maybe it's just that they haven't been part of such a powerful zeitgeist, sustained zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah, before. I think so too. Uh, there's there's and, some. I don't know if it's chiropractor or like a. Um, some kind of medicate, like medicated cream, or there's some ad mm-hmm. that runs in our market that's it's something, and they're like, your neck, your back, and every time Don and I are like, your pussy, <laughs> your crack. Uh, so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, it is, 
I don't know. It's always fascinating to me when large groups of men get uncomfortable about women owning their sexuality. For fuck's sake. Because it just shows you that it's all about power. Oh, sure. Absolutely. It's not actually about sex. It's not actually about pleasure. It's about power and you wanting to have all of it and not let us have our own. Right. And it's garbage. Boo. It's real... I mean, uh, of course, it's incredibly illuminating to see these men be like, something must be medically wrong with her. (laughs) Well, that that dates all the way back into the 1800s. Remember the hysteria? (laughs) The hysteria treatments. Yes. Which is a whole other, for people who don't know about this, um, if you, they could have been for anything. Anywhere from like actually wanting sex to like standing your ground or just being a difficult woman. You could be um, uh, uh, determined as having hysteria, which I believe at the time it meant they thought that your womb was traveling around your body and making you freak out. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's what their actual medical diagnosis would be? Like, I knew I, it was hysteria, but I didn't realize what they what they classified yeah, that as. Yeah, I don't know if during the Fuck. Kellogg era if that's if that's what it was, oh but it God, was before the Kellogg then. Kellogg era? Yeah. So, uh, uh, and then oh. people, if you went to get treated for hysteria, uh, the doctor would use a vibrator on you. And I was like, right. who's, is, somebody think that that's bad? I mean, obviously, if you didn't want a doctor to be doing that to you, then yuck. But if everybody's like, oh, guess I have hysteria again. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I'm so hysterical. Oh, no. <laughs> Doctor, <laughs> will I ever play the violin again? <laughs> With my wop. Now that is a talent. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a Steve, there's a Steve Martin joke where he goes, my girlfriend used to sing from her diaphragm. <laughs> how do you even learn how to do that? <laughs> that was back in diaphragm. That one's an antique. Actually, used this contraception and oh, fuck. And you could still find oh, them. Oh my god! And they, yeah, then they still existed. Oh, it must have taken years to learn how to do that. Sorry. Once again, you should never tell other people's jokes or try to translate other people's <laughs> or comedy. Explain them. Do, do, do. Oh my god! Especially not I when we've got you, plenty I'm of our sure own jokes. That that's how you play your recorder, though. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I uh, w- one of my friends, Little Miss Licks, posted a, a video <laughs> of uh, Bambi the Mermaid and Perfidia, who makes everybody famous as wigs, and there was another drag queen backstage at Coney Island at some point. And I don't know how they did this because I know that Bambi was, I'm sure that she was not actually blowing up an entire balloon with her vagina, but that's what it looks like. <laughs> so she's holding, <gasps> she's holding a balloon up, up to her pussy and it fully inflates. And she's, she's like taking deep breaths and making it look like she's, yeah, it's, what? it's so funny. I will send it to you. It's, that is hilarious. It's amazing. What if that's just one giant epic queef? I got to tell you, that is a lot of control, if that's what that is. <laughs> that's, that's so much. So many Kegels. 
So many kegels. <laughs> They're using their um, 10-year warranty fucking... Very fit. <laughs> Very fit. I gotta tell you, I haven't come... I need to come back to that because I... It's just the fact that I have to stand with the thing so... <laughs> my phone has to be so close <laughs> to my crotch. Does it your neck? My back. My... <laughs> No, not really. I mean, not doing it for very long. Dude, your veg is going to be so ripped. Yes, for sure. I told you. Shred it. (laughs) Shred it. I don't understand how any of whatever. We'll we'll talk about the mysteries of aging. (laughs) Next episode, balls. Um. (laughs) I mean, I feel like this is a pretty good segue into what we wanted to talk about today. Go ahead, Lillian. What are we discussing today? Because now I can only think of old men ears. Yay! That's good. That It's ears that you're thinking about and not balls. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, springy, youthful balls. Anyway, whatever. Um, somebody somebody likes it. We overcorrected. We overcorrected. Whoa. I always say to turn into the skid. That's what I say. <laughs> danger or random weirdos or whatever um when we were talking recently uh something came up one of the one of the many people who have have spotted me from across a room or the sidewalk and been like i gotta say some dumb shit to that girl and you know it like your your spidey sense for it oh god it's fine i'm like oh no oh no oh no you you know before the person is even within eyeshot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You could just, yeah, it's like the barometric change. Well, the last time, okay, so the last time you experienced that, that that dude was a known quantity. Like, I knew him, and I wasn't expecting him to be there, but that's when I was like, don't talk to that guy ever. He won't stop talking to you ever. Oh, oh. Oh, absolutely. Do you remember at the concert? Yes, Mm -hmm. I do, yes. Mm -hmm. Spent the entire night trying to stay at least a diameter away from him. Yeah, yeah, I I feel grateful because I know that that he wants to come talk to me every time he sees me, and I just keep running away. Um, So I am overall a lovely person with a very high threshold for shenanigans and chicanery. And I also genuinely like meeting people. Um, I mean, I go through ups and downs when I was having a lot of anxiety last year. I didn't I didn't want to meet new people at all. Very, very unlike me. I used to just go nuts about going to college parties, not because <clears throat> I mean, I liked hanging out with my friends, but I could do that anytime. It was because I knew that there would always be a new weird mix of people and a good reason to like sit and talk to random people who I had never met. Uh, I'm really good at, um, I like to ask people questions and things like that. Um, and as the years have, have gone on, I've gotten much better about figuring out very quickly whether or not someone is, um, uh, either slightly unstable or is going to do something in the next hour or so to make my life annoying. (laughs) Next hour. 
hour. Well, it depends on where you are. Like if, <laughs> if it's just, okay, all right. So here's an example uh, that didn't take an hour to get to the point. Um, I was, uh, when I, I used to work near the Flatiron Building. And when I, so when I moved up to New York, oh God, I was such an asshole. I still smiled at people on the street. You fucking idiot. Um, oh girl. And I, I quickly got a subway face, but it didn't matter because I looked either like uh, a, a grown up Campbell's soup kid or like the young version of your favorite guidance counselor. Like I looked so <laughs> innocuous and just like cute and welcoming. Everywhere I go, people ask me where the bathroom is because I look like the kind of person who knows where bathrooms are. Like I don't, I can't explain <laughs> it. But I'm the most approachable person in the whole fucking world. And um, I was standing outside of my job on 24th between 5th and 6th. Yeah, between Broadway and 6th. And I was reading a book and probably smoking three cigarettes. And uh, I'll never forget this man. I've never seen anyone who looks like this man. He was probably six foot five, um, And he had very white, curly, curly hair. Uh, kind of olivey skin, but I would say he's a Caucasian dude. Um, like shock white hair, shock white goatee, and he was wearing a. I've never seen a suit this shade of beige. Like I've never seen a full suit that was such. It, it was bait. It would just nobody makes suits this color. <laughs> <laughs> he was so um, conspicuous, and he was trying to sidle up. And I, I I'm gonna say he. I think he said. Hey, how are you doing? Um, like, uh, maybe you're really pretty. Can I take you out? Something like that. And I was like, no, I'm waiting for my dad. And I'm going to go have dinner with my dad. But thank you. Um, that was back when I was still polite to people. And he... Now, for those of you who don't know, this is not this is not a fat joke, what's about to happen here. But it's still inappropriate and strange. Um, he was like, oh, I'd really like to take you to Hogs and Heifers. Now, Hogs and Heifers used to be, it unfortunately closed now, it was the bar that Coyote Ugly was based on. And now there is a Coyote Ugly in the city, but it, it was came out after the movie came out. Of course. So, right. Of course. Like, first of all, we're nowhere near there. Second of all, that's real fucking specific. And and third of all, why would you want to take a random date to, like, a bar that's, it's, like, if you're going to take someone to a strip club, just take somebody to a strip club. Anyway, um, that's it. And then he, he just stood around until my father showed up. Oh, and stared at me. Um, all of my, oh, all of my, mm. all of my encounters with people aren't necessarily men being weird and creepy at me. But oh, there was um, there was a lady. Oh God, a lady in the bathroom at Barnes and Noble, uh, which is for New Yorkers. You're like, oh, I can always go pee in a Barnes and Noble. So I was in a bathroom at a Barnes and Noble, and. Um, uh, cause it's a, always a reliable place to pee, right? You're in New York. Yep. They're disappearing. It sucks, but they used to be all over the place and you'd be like, oh, thank God, a Barnes and Noble, um, air conditioning and I can pee and then maybe look at a magazine that I can't afford. Uh, why are there $12 magazines? Anyway, this lady comes out of the stall and she's washing her hands and I see that the entire back of her shorts is wet. And I took a step away, and then I hear her 
realize it. And she's like, oh, man, I did the pull and squat, but it looks like I peed all over my... And I ran out of there because what a horrible position to be in. Um, But also, if you are the kind of person who is peeing and doesn't know that you're peeing all down yourself. Right, right, right. That. Congratulations. (laughs) You need to learn how to squat and pee and not make life a wet nightmare for the rest of us. So, sorry that you just did that. Everyone stop squatting on seats because you don't do it well and you make it so that squatting is necessary and nobody should honestly have to squat ever. No. God bless Alex Borstein for bringing that to the forefront. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies... You all sit. We can all sit. Uh, um, uh, but yeah, that's definitely the kind of thing that a year or two earlier in my life, I would have wound up getting caught trying to go help this lady, like trying to get her right, to get right, fresh pants right. or something like that. Because my heart has always been so big and squishy. Right. And I and all I can think of immediately when something that hap- like that happens, I'm like, what if I was in this position? Mm-hmm. However... Then I went to therapy and I learned that everybody else's bullshit is not my problem. So. That's right. That's right. And it doesn't make you a dick for not involving yourself. Mm-mm. Nope. But it takes a really, really, really long time for people from traumatized families to get there. Yep. When you're used to taking care of... When you're used to codependency. Right, exactly. It's so hard for it to not feel like that's your job. Yeah, codependency is so comfortable. Like you were just, Ugh. you were saying, you're like, oh, this, it's so, it makes so much sense to me. It's a role. Um, I can easily, like, it, uh, when I do something and then I see the other person I'm with relax because I was able to read them and take care of them mm-hmm. in that way, it's so gratifying to me. And that's yeah. fine to do every so often, but, like, when right. your whole life becomes, how can I make you feel better? Right. It's a terrible lens to have to live through, life through. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> it's, and I forget who told me this. Maybe one of my geese. Maybe one of my geese. I can't remember at this exact moment in time. But, like, I have so, in the last couple of years, tried to overcorrect, tried to break my habits so fully that I've been much harsher um, yeah. than I ever would have um, seen myself being. And mm-hmm. it's so hard to not take that. For me to not take that personally, for me to not be like, oh, I'm such a prick. But um, I want to say it was one of my geese who just looked at me and was like, dude, if you never did this ever again, you'd still like you'd still deserve a totally. Oh, yeah, you've wrapped up enough points. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You've done you've done your share. I've done you've done plenty than my share. Yes. The only problem is I did it with all fucking wrong people. <laughs> oh, I know. Bang. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Um. Uh, oh God. Go on. Uh. No, I'm just. I'm thinking of like. Yeah. Moments where you see it coming and like learning to learning to flee from them. 
not as a dick, but as self-protection. And especially yeah. because you know that even if you weren't doing anything to, like, send out your signals of, like, come to me, wounded, <laughs> um, you know, you fucking know. Even with the subway face, even if you're not looking like a fucking cupie doll in your little boop boop dresses and your right. flip flops and your cheeks. <laughs> and... You with those cheeks. Yeah. It is mostly the cheeks. It's like it really it's like is. the one two punch. Three it's a three it's a three uh pronged. Um because it's it's cute big cute chipmunk cheeks, mm-hmm. um, tits and toes. <laughs> and I will never forget I was so I was Is that gonna be to a new some... chorus line song? Jake's yes. toes. Jake's Jake's tits and toes. Um please tell me. I need to know. Uh I I when I moved to New York I didn't understand how mountainous <clears throat> Upper Manhattan is. <laughs> it's so hilly up there. Yes. And um I thought and I hated waiting for the crosstown buses and I was going to try to be part of a clinical weight loss trial oh, that barf. they were going to pay you for. So, and I was wearing flip-flops cuz I none of my shoes worked in New York like all, all my big giant platform <laughs> shoes from 1999 <laughs> in my Delia's days. Um, you just couldn't walk around in them in this city. So I was wearing shit-ass flip-flops, and it was really hot. Can you imagine and wearing I was those trying. old Steve Madden slides in the city? Oh, my God. I mean, I had comparable I had comparable items that I then – I literally – I looked at a pile of them for months before I got rid of them because I was so sad about it. But oh. uh, So I'm, I'm wandering around. I'm lost. Uh, I'm looking for this hospital, and then I realize I'm going to have to climb a majillion stairs through this park. Oh, Um, fuck. And this guy, I'm crossing an avenue, so it's real wide, and this guy stops me in the middle of the fucking avenue, and he's like, oh, my God, your toes. And I was like, no. 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 (laughs) Uh, And I kept walking, and then he was following me and trying to talk to me. (laughs) No. and he was like, he was like, you're so pretty, but look at those pretty toes. Oh, and I was like, I look at them all the time. Oh, fuck. And again, not shaming, not shaming anybody for being into feet, but like, don't do that. But don't do it. Admire them in the middle and of the streets. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're having, I gotta tell you, that's so personal. I don't think you can even really roll that out in a first conversation, right? No. That's like <laughs> you have real pretty toes. That's like I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> that's Munson. That's well, maybe not months, depending on your trajectory. But well, my, to be fair, my, if you pass some, if if your only interaction in old school New York is passing someone in the same intersection every day, oh God, thank God! And no. like, can you imagine if during the twenty-five second crosswalk, it's like, "How you doing, Jim? Okay, Lillian." Like. Yep. I, I want to say that within three months we can get to, I really like your feet. That's, okay. <laughs> That's fair. At which point I would be like, oh, Jim, I should have seen that coming. <laughs> Jim, good on you for playing the long game, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
hey, lady, you want to see my long game? <laughs> One of my most distressing lack of vigilance moments. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, w- I was young. I mean, it was in my it was definitely in my 20s. And mm-hmm. I was I was just in my head. I was in my head mm-hmm. and I'm walking like, I don't know, down 23rd Street or something. And sure. I'm just otherwise completely involved in my own life. And this guy is walking towards me. And as okay. he passes me, he de- it's not it's not done aggressively. But the way it took my breath away scared the absolute shit out of me. He, like, leans mm. into my space. And he goes, he goes, like, God, I love that pretty porcelain skin or something. <gasps> like, it was so creepy. And because... I was not, for one moment, I forgot the people are trash. <laughs> oh, huh. I was just in my head, doop, doop, doop. And then all of a sudden, oh, fuck. And just like wanting to get the hell out of there. Uh. It was, it was, I mean, not that I haven't had plenty of horrible experiences just walking down the goddamn street. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you walk down the street? How dare I walk down the street? But at that moment was probably the only one where I wasn't, where I, it wasn't even a thought in my head that I would be having an right. unpleasant walk. Just because, I don't know, I want to say at the time I was dealing with that giant, um, that giant fucking cult scam. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right? So I want to say I was like, oh man, what am I going to do? And, you know, oh. just totally preoccupied and lost. And for, for two minutes, I forgot that human beings are garbage. So. Constant vigilance. Constant vigilance. Because, you know, like, there's still stuff that I'll see coming down the pike. And I'm like, well, that's not going to go well. No, that's going <laughs> to land right in my lap. And I can't cross the street. And I can't, ah. do, you know, like, just. Yep. <laughs> And there are times that I will cross the street at very unsafe moments because I'm like, absolutely the fuck not. I would rather dodge between seven cars honking at me and punch one on the hood. That's safer. I'm safer in this intersection. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Right, right, right. And then I'll see the person in question kind of puzzledly looking at me like, why is she there? Because of you, asshole. (laughs) Right. Because I can feel the shit you're about to pull with me. <laughs> yes. 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 That vibe. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so, it is very strong. Um, I haven't done this in a while, but the couple of times that I have had the presence of mind to do this, when someone has done or said something very qu- quick like that to me, mm. um, that the couple of times that I've been able to go, no, no, thank you. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, it is. Uh, I mean, obviously I'm yelling it and I'm angry, but the no, thank you at the end is, makes it very hard for them to come back at you mad. Oh, interesting. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Um, the one exception was when I was in a subway and it was somebody trying to sell me something or like, like wanted me to read a poem but charged me to read his poetry or something no I don't know what it was and I was like I was like I don't want it no no thank you 
And then and then he just started <laughs> screaming at me, and I just stood there and stared at him. But the only reason I did that is because there were so many people around that I was like, if something happens, at least someone will see it, if, right. even if they don't help. <laughs> right, right. Even if this is a total fucking Kitty Genevieve situation. Oh, like, everything. God. Um, in the most innocuous... Uh, I, I have, on the subway, I have had the terrible crushing guilt of not being my most open loving self because when I have my subway face on god help you if I am making eye contact with anyone and there what it was it's not been once it's been like several fucking times where there is a friend usually male on the train who sees me who's trying to get my attention who moves closer to me oh bitch don't get me started and as it's happening i'm like no and then they're like jen it's me and i'm like oh i'm so sorry i am so 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 sorry i have um uh, i have a friend that i grew up with who (laughs) went to elementary school and high school with me. Like, I've been at pool parties at his house, and he, I hadn't seen him in a million years, even though he lives in Hoboken and he works in the city. And I was down on, like, Christopher Street, and he saw me. And he's he's tall and he's a big guy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, like, horse vision. That's... (laughs) Y'all, if you are a marginalized individual, you have horse vision on the street, Mm -hmm. which means you see everything. And Mm -hmm. I see, so I see this bigger guy in my, in my horse view. And I'm like, okay, keeping this much distance between us. Uh Uh-huh. All right. He's okay. He's crossing the street with me. Oh, he's getting closer. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Move away, move away. Harden my face. Look, uh-huh. le- cross my arms, look less approachable, pick up the phone, right? Like, all of these things uh-huh. are happening. And he's like, Jen Ponton. And I look, turn around like, oh, fuck me, Brian. <laughs> 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 and I was so apologetic. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize it was you. Please understand. And he's like, it's cool. And I'm like, I feel like a dick. <laughs> uh, no, it's totally fine. Don't feel like a dick. Uh, my dad's friend, uh, his name, uh, well, everybody called him Kip. And, um, he was a very jovial fellow, lovely, really fun. The kind of person, um, one of my dad's friends who I would actually like hang out with without him sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, uh, which was a very small handful of people Mm -hmm. that my dad (laughs) was friends with who I would have done that Was this when you came to New York for the first time and you were like living your dad's weird New York life. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Uh, my dad, my dad came from old money and then he had no money. Like my whole life, we had no money. But when he moved back to New York, he had friends that were, had been his friends when everybody had money and somehow none of them had any money and they were all sort of running around pretending like they were rich. Oh boy! And it was the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen in my whole life. So weird. So deeply strange. Um, how did they all find each other? This was before websites. Like, anyway. Anyway, anyway. So I'm sitting on the subway, uh, and I'm sure, yeah, he lived down the street, so I think we both got on at 77th and Madison, 77th and Lexington. And so relatively empty train in the middle of the day and I'm sitting all the way at one end of a bench and 
he somebody is sitting at the other end of the bench and I notice this person I'm reading mm-hmm. and I see them scooting like literally no. scoot butt scoot one no. scoot all the way down the length of a number six train bench which is long and so um when when this person gets within like two arms length of me I like start to bristle and then he quickly slides right up against me and slams into me and I was like what the <gasps> fuck and then I was like no Kip, Kip, we do not do this to women. This you is not what we do to women. Fucking do that to women. Come on. You have to fucking know better. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And I was like, uh-huh. Oh. Jesus Christ, Chip. <laughs> Kip. Oh, Kip. Jesus Christ, Kip. My God. Ah, uh, that's 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 not cool. <laughs> Everything else about him was 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 rather lovely. He was a lovely dude, but that was nice. a bit. But for fuck's sake, <laughs> for fuck's sake! Oh my um, god, that's maddening. Yeah. Um, trying to think of other random people. Um, there was a guy. So when I when I was working at Ink Keepers um, <clears throat> on Twenty Fourth Street, uh, on one side of our building was a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and on the other side was a like I a love dolly. how unsure we are about that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was definitely a place with rooms. <laughs> um, I found out later, it, it seemed to, I wasn't sure if it was an actual halfway house or if it was just a cheap hotel that people used when they were trying to get back on their feet. And again, no shame in the game. There was definitely, it took me a while to realize how many sex workers were coming in and out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just because people are dressed wacky in New York. So like you, you see, you know, you see people wearing all kinds of stuff. Uh, but it was, it was a very obvious outfit one day and I was like oh oh I get I get what this hotel is now okay I get it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean god bless that in 2000 there was still something like that smack in the middle like in the middle of the city of yes. course absolutely so um there was a fellow who I used to talk to he was um this guy was actually kind of fun. He was very sweet, but he just talked too much and forever. Um, I think that he had just gotten out of jail and he had AIDS. And he claimed that his uncle or someone in his family used to own the fucking Cotton Club in Harlem. The famous the famous club. And I would sit and listen to him talk, just tell stories about being a little boy and being around, like, all the stuff that happened at the club. <laughs> oh, my God. And that was neat because it didn't matter to me whether or not he was lying. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it was completely, it was absolutely something that was in the sphere of could have happened. Oh, my God. And he obviously needed a little company. He wasn't really asking for anything from me except for the occasional cigarette. Mm-hmm. So you can, that's, so, that is why, that is why I occasionally risk these kind of boundary issues because I have run into enough people in my life where I can have that moment of like, oh, we just had this fun interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's much harder to do that and then walk away from it now because every what if that guy was like, are you on Facebook? <laughs> <gasps> right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't want to be forever friends with every single person who's mm-hmm. in whose random story I hear in an elevator. Like, I don't. 
Can I tell you, mm. maybe even perhaps even more than like actual dodgy people. The thing that mm-hmm. I hate the most is how much I am still to this day targeted by Greenpeace. Anyone <laughs> with anyone with a fucking clipboard on the street. Do you have a minute for the children? Oh, god damn you. <laughs> My favorite my favorite with that is like, I hate children! And I run away. <laughs> yes. I hate children. I um, hate them. I Like, the, the way that they are still, to this day, able to zero in on me is so mm. upsetting. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I will say it happens less and less, though, with, like, comedy shows. <laughs> Hey, you like stand-up comedy? Oh, bar! Hey, you look like you like stand-up. It used to happen constantly, um, and it happens less now, and I think it's because when I know I'm going into the heart of Times Square for some ungodly reason, I just, not only do I put on my subway face, I actively scowl and look. I do, too. I look like an angry Muppet. Oh, sure. (laughs) Sure. And you've seen my walking through crowds arm, right? Yes. So, so okay. I have, I have. This is a gift for all of you. I have, I have two things that I like to do when I'm walking through crowds. One is if you can, if someone is coming right at you to avoid that, like, are you going this way? Are you going that way? Um, I used to do a thing with my eyes, but now I make a broad gesture. So I just, I'm just as if to say, you go this way, or like right this way, sir. You know what I mean? Like I. And people are actually, they're very taken by surprise. And so whether or not they want to go where I tell them to go, they do. <laughs> I've never, I've never had a weird, oh, this way, that way, since I've started doing that. Oh um, also, it looks polite, right? Yep, so it, yep, yep. it doesn't look like you're like, get the fuck out of my face. Um, it's wonderful. Uh, and yes, then so the good. other thing I do, because I, people, I'm at, I'm five foot three and I'm at elbow height with most, or tit, wait. My tits are at elbow height with most uh-huh, elbows. Uh-huh, me too. I get elbowed in the boob all the time, and I can't stand it. So I walk with my arm, like my elbow bent and my hand in in front and facing out. Yes. Like I might yes. hit you. Yes. But I am just guarding my own tits. That's what I and do. I just never thought about it. really? Yes. Oh, how funny. Because we're the exact same height. And yes. constantly. And then... Fucking people are like, oh, did I just? And I'm like, yeah, you fucking did because you have no cognizance of the bodies that are around you. But please, right. mash your body into my chest. Yep. Piece cool. Of shit. <laughs> fun. Fun. I mean, it yeah. has been kind of nice to not be around any of these variables oh, for very nice. so long. I know. I do enjoy. Th- oh, God. Because I. Cause I hate navigating crowds i hate it i don't think i have like diagnosable anxiety about it but it's absolutely my least fucking favorite thing sure (laughs) yeah it's it sucks and uh being a short person in a crowd double sucks Mm -hmm. um and uh somehow i I am also (laughs) very wide and also invisible and i don't i don't think that those two things can possibly happen at the same time but apparently 
I will also say, I you've probably experienced the sensation before too. But in addition to the boob protecting elbows out, which absolutely guarantees that you get enough space around your tits, (laughs) um, Uh sometimes in a crowd that's pushing forward. You know how mm-hmm. fucking people do that. Hopefully that's mm-hmm. never going to be an issue anymore. But, God. you know, like the press of people when they just want to yes. go somewhere. Oh, like yep. like in a subway car. Yes. Right? Um, sometimes if I can't get my elbows right, especially on a subway car when you have to hold on to something or you're holding on to your bag, right? You can't, like, do that. Sometimes mm-hmm. I will just straight up push my tits into someone. And wait yeah, for them girl. to get uncomfortable about it. <laughs> because oh, like, I have been known to lean my full body against absolutely, sure. absolutely, a thousand percent. If you're gonna yeah. behave this way, I'm going to take up just as much space. How you like them apples? And oh then, yeah, of course I they don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the man spreading thing. I just had I just had like a recovered memory. Um, I yes, please. I don't. I want to say it was like a friendly gay dude who started talking to me because I had my ca- my hair done all up vintagey and cute. Let's let's say that's how we got to this conversation. But it was someone who I didn't know, had never met and was talking to me on a subway platform, which is not my style. Mm. And um uh they were they were like, "Oh, oh my god, your hair is so cute. Oh my god, do you do burlesque?" And I was like, "I do." And the person actually recognized me, which was very weird. I mean, it's not out of the scope of anything, but, like, the amount – that's only happened, like, four times in my entire life Mm -hmm. um, where I wasn't around people who were burlesque people. So um, then all of a sudden we're – we're on the train and he was like, where do you perform? Blah, 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 blah. And he was like, oh, I have a friend who does burlesque. And I was like, oh, what's her show name? And he was like – Oh, I don't know. And I was like, that's not really your friend then. <laughs> and then he like, then he pulled up her like art. She pulled, he pulled up an Instagram of, I don't know, whatever. It was, no. it was a useless conversation, but it wasn't threatening in any way. Mm-hmm. Like, right, right. It was just annoying. It was a conversation that should have been over. Yeah. Yes. Inappropriate. Uh, I, re- I remember, um, so when I was in college, I used to pick up strays a lot because I I constantly I felt neglected and I I didn't want other people to feel lonely. Yes. And I remember at one point my friend April was like, "Hey, guess what? Sometimes there's a reason why people are alone." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, April. God, yeah, I could have like, used that fucking advice. That's oh, how I yeah. ended she up with like, my first shitty it. boyfriend. Oh, right. One moment of a lack of fucking vigilance on my part. And all of a sudden I have this I have this barnacle that I cannot rid myself of. Both. It was the worst. And uh, y'all y'all can listen to stories about that (laughs) nightmare. That nightmare Ferris wheel. (laughs) Yeah. In that um, in that. In that vein, uh, like as far as just like random people hitting on me, I have I have definitely gotten hit on. Well, and I talked about this with my therapist too. I was like, I don't, I'm not upset that a person is expressing interest in me. I am 
often annoyed when I perceive myself as so far out of that person's league and they seem so comfortable (laughs) that they're going to (laughs) score. That's annoying to me. But that is honestly, that's like mostly just male. Like guys, guys think that they're awesome a lot of the times when they have not looked at their ear hair in a long time. (laughs) Accurate. Where is the and lie? it's not even about, right, it's not even about just talk, like, okay, but the most recent uncomfortable thing, and I don't know if I've talked about this here or not, but I was at FM where I was producing shows, and I used to just hang out and hand out postcards, and I can totally see how if I'm all cuted up, and I'm talking to you, and then I hand you a postcard, you might think that I'm hitting on you, I get that, I get that, mm. but I'm promoting my fucking show, Um, and I started, only started talking to this guy because I could tell that he was annoying Maria behind the bar. (laughs) And then I had to listen to his, like this whole song and dance about how he hates his job and he feels like a loser and he lives in Newark, which like no shade on Newark. Absolutely not. No. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to go have a cigarette. And then he lets me walk away like two steps. And then he's like, can I bum one? And I was like, no. Yeah, oh okay. my god, take a hint. Take a hint. Take and a then hint, his hint. whole right. <laughs> then his whole demeanor changes when we get outside. Um and he's got like I don't know, like his voice turns into like smooth jazz, right? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God And he's like, he's like, uh, this is crazy, but I really want to kiss you. And I was like, oh, no, no. No, no. (laughs) Oh, no. No, thank you. (laughs) Also, it's not crazy. I have on lashes and lips and look at these cheek and cheeks and tits and toes. (laughs) Yes. Cheeks and tits and toes. And I was wearing all of my rings at the time. And I had been trying to gesticulate with my left oh, hand, left hand. Uh, and and he was like, "Well, well, why were you even talking to me?" And I was like, "I talk to people all the time that I am not trying to fuck because like, I'm getting is... butts in seats. I'm a goddamn entrepreneur, you prick." Yeah, <laughs> and and then months later, months later, oh. um, I was coming out. It was either in the middle of the show or just before the show was supposed to start. And I see this guy walk in, and what I see, I see a number of things happen. I see it register on his face that there's, like, a cool crowd of fun people. He's like, oh, this is fun. I don't think he knew it was my show. I don't think that he knew at all. Um, I think if he did know, he would have shown up uh, early, like, before then. (laughs) And uh, I saw him look around, and I saw him ask Don what was happening, and I saw him cordially, lovely, Don is so, such a good busker for me, um, explaining what was happening and the cover charge, and I saw him look right at me, and I, I smiled, and I cocked my head, and then I walked away, (laughs) and he, and he, he didn't stay, and I asked Don later, and he was like, I don't know, that dude was weird, I was like, yep, he, yes. (laughs) God. He was he was plenty cute. He was just so 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 odd. And I know I, I mean this is not to make fun of uh, people with low emotional intelligence or anything like that. Right, folks who are not good at reading social situations. Everybody has their own struggles. Although it that is the said, entitlement. we have put out some kind of a fucking magnet for those folks. Mm. Yes, and I try yes. to react with as much empathy as I can muster, which is significant even when I am being my version of an asshole. <laughs> 
But the problem is, <laughs> the problem is that for some people, any amount, like the tiniest amount of encouragement is is all they need oh, to be like, oh, I guess we're buddies now. And and oh, then yeah. the second you're like, I'm sorry to clarify here, but I don't want to be around you, then you're a bitch. Uh, you know? Yeah, right, right, exactly. Because you have to come out and overtly say it and, like, come the fuck on. I yeah. was listening to a hometown murder the other day um, where – it, it, you know, it wasn't a murder. It was just a hometown terrifying story. And it was mm-hmm. this story from a girl who was get she was getting a ride to the airport. So she got a lift and she's in the car and this lift driver obviously has has a ceiling on what he can perceive with social cues. So, you know. The same way that a lot of conversation comes out very forced and very, like, uh, I wouldn't say free-flowing. I would just say kind of, like, uh, gung-ho um, uh-huh. when someone like that is trying to interact with you. You know, he's just, like, throwing information at her, and she's just trying not to engage. It's very early in the morning. Um, I am absolutely a person who does not like to talk to my driver or... Uh, and no matter what, I mean, sometimes a cab driver, if it's an actual cab, once in a blue moon. Um, however, if it's a rideshare service, no, I am not talking to you. Leave me the fuck alone. Yes. Nope. Um, and, but she's in she's in the cab and she's in the lift and her driver is just talking 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 and he starts talking about this baby squirrel that he saved and he's going on at length and she has not responded oh to anything and he's like and so I, I i took it and i tried to give it some food and she just very very milk toast she goes well that was nice of you and he is trying desperately to make eye contact with her in the fucking rearview mirror no he locks drive the car eyes with her and he starts fishing around in his pocket where he pulls out the baby squirrel which is now <laughs> loose in the vehicle he's frantically continuing to make crazy eye contact with her. Unfortunately, her saying this one thing, the way that, spoiler alert, so many of us would, so I would have, if you were talking at me for 20 minutes and you said Uh something that you're clearly wanting me to respond to, but... Oh, that I hate the most. Oh, my God. Drop something like that. I mean, ordinarily, I just let it roll across the room. But also, let's talk about the fact that this is a person with a squirrel in their pocket. So really, anything could happen at any moment, right? That's that is that is terrible. And and so he's like making eye contact with her, and he's going faster and fast. Not in the car. He's he's talking faster and faster. And then he starts fucking touching himself because, of course, no. that's where this was going. Of course, he's not just a man with fucking Aspergers and a squirrel. Of course, it's going along to fucking <laughs> masturbating. It's on never the a mannequin. Goddamn one. Like it's no, never a mannequin. It's never a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I just, I can't. And that, and can you imagine what that, you and I have experienced it ourselves. Listeners, fuck buddies, we know you have experienced this. How shitty is it to want to maintain those boundaries so much that to not respond after 20 minutes of someone just talking at you and talking about how they rescued a baby animal because they were scared. Who wouldn't say something really bland and innocuous, oh, sure. like, good for you, or that was really oh. nice, or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. To not respond feels inhuman, and it also feels like it could make the situation so much worse. And then, of course, yeah. no matter what you do, it gets worse because humans are a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yep. I'm yeah, doing I, so um, much Kathy flailing right now. Oh, I, I love it. Ack! Ack! Yes! Yes. Uh, my my least favorite ride share. So I went through a, a period of time where when Lyft and all that was were new. I don't get this at all anymore, but especially in New York, which is weird because this never happened to me in a city cab. So um, this is that it was something specific about the ride share stuff. Mm. Older men. Um. I guess, of various religious backgrounds. I would get in the car and immediately they would start asking super personal questions like, are you married? Blah, blah, blah. Do you have kids? Nerp and derp. Uh, And, oh, don't worry, you'll have kids someday. And I'm like, I don't want kids. And they're like, oh, but but motherhood. I'm like, you don't know shit about motherhood. You're a man. And uh, also, I asked you to take the fucking highway and you're on 10th avenue so can we get on the highway oh so anyway god. <laughs> oh god when they so don't listen I... I could just no. punch them in the back of the head <laughs> no i'm like i'm looking at ways there's traffic up there get me out of here Piece get of on the west side highway or i swear to god i will throw right. you out of the car and drive it myself <laughs> right exactly well and it's one well, thing you can't, used to but be I would. <laughs> Right. I could try. Could I could try. try. Uh, it was one thing when it was better metered. job. <laughs> but, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, when it was metered, it makes sense for somebody to take you the wrong way because the longer you're in the cab, the more money you get. But it doesn't mm-hmm. make that – that's not what happens with Uber. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> this actually happened um, in Jersey City. This happened um, – and I'm, I have another quick one. Well, I don't even want to tell this whole story. But I get in the car – and the guy's like, oh, that's a pretty dress. That's fine. We can do that. That's fine. It is a pretty dress. It says nothing about me or my body. Just it's a pretty dress. And I, I said, yeah, it felt real springy today. So I wanted to dress springy. And I said, do you have my address? Do you have where I'm going? And he said, yep. And then he's like, my girlfriend has a body like yours. I wish she would wear stuff like that. Again, one comment like that. And I'm like, well, you know, everybody, uh, everybody has their own personal style. <laughs> yep. Yep. And that's where it should always end. Absolutely. Not only did it not end there, oh. somehow we went sideways into him, uh, like immediately that it was, oh, I'm sorry. His wife, that was his wife, because then he was starting to tell me about his girlfriend and how about how sure. his wife was like putting up with the fact that he had a girlfriend but didn't really like it. And I was like, I feel like that's something you should probably be on the same page about. <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden, we were 
he starts talking about how good he is at looking pussy. And I was fucking gobsmacked. I was like, (gasps) and I'll tell you this. It does that to you. Yep. Because you're like, oh, how did we get here? Yeah. Where did I, where did, what, what signal did I put up? Uh Uh-huh. It's so fucked up. Jesus And then, and then, of course, you have two options. You can either be like, don't fucking talk to me, but you're in a car and the person's driving and chances are good that either where I got picked up or where I'm getting dropped off is where I live. So I was like, oh relationships are hard and then i pretended to take a phone call and do you know he kept fucking talking oh my god shut up (laughs) and i of course i reported him i reported him but then like anytime i do that there's always that i mean he might know where i live now right um so i was talking to a driver a couple days later who was a i'd say like a 24 frat boy looking guy um, and he was talking about how he's like, I know you're not supposed to, um, flirt with your passengers and stuff, but there was this girl the other day and like, it's hard for me to meet people. And like, um, so, you know, I asked for her phone number or whatever. And I, I explained to him exactly the story that I just told you. And I was like. Women are trapped in cars with men now all the time. All the fucking time. I mean, not and now. Yay. But right. Yay. Yeah. In the before. Yeah. It was horrible. And <laughs> and I was like, this isn't just this isn't just for this, but like a service industry person. Like if it's your waitress, like mm-hmm. any time like that, pe- like people are gonna. I said, she took your phone number. And he, he was like, yeah, I was like, she's not going to call you. <laughs> oh. That's creepy. That's, That's really creepy, creepy. And you can't do it. And and he was like, I never thought about it like that. I thought we had a nice vibe. And I was like, she was placating you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Go home. Cry on your pillow. If she wanted that, she would have put forth her own information. Oh, for right. Because sure. we're not saying you can't find love in an Uber. <sighs> but we're saying it's real fucking unlikely <laughs> that in that creepy dynamic... A woman Mm-mm. or femme is even going to be open to yeah. that. No, we're trapped. You trapped. trapped us. We're trapped. And there are way too many. Like, it's not even the exception to the fucking rule that, no. that, that these guys are just creeping the fuck out. Constant... A constant inability to confirm whether these people have been fired. Constant lack of accountability from these fucking companies. Like, no... No. And there have been a couple of startups that were specifically for women and femmes to pick up women and femmes, but they none of them are functioning. There was one that I was really into that I was really rooting for called C. Jane Go. And Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yes. But they can't get off the ground and honestly, I don't know I don't know how or why. I don't know why venture capital isn't just throwing them a shit ton of money because I'll tell you what if you asked in the before if you asked any given woman or femme what she what she needed more of in the city I almost guarantee it would be less less terrifying rides mm-hmm. 
Less yep. terrifying ways to get around the place that I call home. Because the subway is also horrible. Like, it's just slightly less so because there's potentially more accountability. Right. Because there's more people around. But even but that doesn't mm-hmm. guarantee anything because everybody is trying to shut off all of their radar. Everyone is trying to just make themselves as invisible as possible. And so it takes it takes something horrific already happening to start anyone you know like yeah yeah i can't i can't stand when it happens on the subway but um admittedly with ride shares i'm usually very good at putting out whatever reads on me as bitch energy um Um, I'm I'm very good at usually being able to shut it down. However, there was one pleasant exception, I will say. It ended up being pleasant, even though I absolutely did a shit ton of emotional labor. So it wasn't okay, but this was a time that I chose codependency, and I felt like I had done a good (laughs) deed. So I was in L.A., and um, I had to get from Hollywood basically to LAX, which is an absolute... Nightmare. Uh, my best friend is laughing at me right now. And it happens <laughs> during rush hour. So I had, like, oh. I had done a wardrobe fitting in Hollywood. And and it was, like, 5 o'clock. And production was sending me back to the hotel. And they were sending me in an Uber. Um, and so they ordered the car. And this guy, uh, this guy comes out and he, like, grabs my stuff. And I get in the back seat. And the problem is that hardened bitch don't talk to me energy only works for so long at a certain point you can't maintain that for literally hours and that is what you're looking at in LA in rush hour trying to get to fucking LAX and so I'm just totally silent and in my phone and I've got my earbuds in and eventually like a long time eventually at least a half an hour passes and he very gently just asks me like oh so you know what are what are you here working on and i was like fuck it's been long enough he's been respectful enough let let me just throw him a bone and i was like oh you know i'm working on this this project and yep i'm just in town for this and um and he mostly lets me be, so there's no like forced weirdness. And uh-huh. what I have, and and it becomes very clear that I'm not going to get to LAX for like another two hours. So I'm just in the car <laughs> with this dude. I do, sure. I'm on guard, but my spidey sense is not going out of control. And I'm like, "What do you do?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm a dentist." And I'm like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> So we start having, like, an actual amicable conversation. And mm-hmm. he's got, like, one of his best friends. Um, he's he's an immigrant. One of his best friends is an immigrant and and is studying for the medical boards in the U.S. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, part two. I actually used to do that <laughs> as a day job. And he's like, no fucking way. I'm like, yeah, I used to it used to be my job to talk to and train foreign doctors to pass the U.S. board so that they could practice here. And he's like, oh, my God, my, my best friend's been so scared. Could could I call him? Could could I call him and tell him you're in the car? I'm like, sure. Uh, okay. 
earnestly surprised and pleased, and it had nothing to do with him being lecherous about me, that I was Cute. like, you know, fine, sure. So then he gets his friend on the phone, and his friend's like, no way! And his friend is just asking me questions on speakerphone, and I'm like, oh, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? It was a very pleasant time. <laughs> It was a very pleasant time. Now, when I got to my hotel, he did hit on me. However, <laughs> he waited <laughs> until yes, the very that's end. That's important. It was no, that's so very important. important. And like, it's okay, it's okay, buddy. It's cool that you're attracted to me, and it's even cooler that you're not going to do anything further about it. So, uh-huh. good on you. I'm happy that we had a nice time in the car. I'm happy I could help your best friend. Thank you for not following me or being any more of a scree- skis. Bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> any more of a skis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. Yes. Big, 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 important. So I, big, I would... <laughs> big, big, huge. I mean, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, for all the fucks' sake. For all the fucks' sake. So yeah, and I um, I know. In fact, so like, I was, I would say, and you know this because when you moved here, you were so pie-eyed, and you were just like, I want to talk to everyone. Oh my god, New Yorkers <laughs> are so fascinating. <laughs> right, and like they are, but at a distance. Like, don't actively engage. And I remember when yeah. I was in college, and I was just starting to become a a regular visitor to the city. So like. Uh-huh. I used to go to the city a couple times a year when I was young, when I was in my hometown. Now it was like I could go whenever I wanted and I wanted to get familiar with the city. And I think I had gone to see a play or maybe to a museum and I'm walking around downtown and there is a there is a homeless lady on the street and she's got a big cardboard sign that talks about her story and she absolutely saw me coming with like a sign over my head and hooked me right in Lillian I sat down on the sidewalk with her oh man I sat down on the fucking sidewalk and I don't think I touched her but I might have squeezed her hand and Mm -hmm. she as she's telling me this whole god-awful story about her life and I she was like, "Do you have anything?" I'm like, "No, I'm sorry, I don't." But I just feel so bad. Also, I, if you guys have uh, some some interesting rideshare stories that you'd like to share with us, we are all ears. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Whether they are dangerous and make us yell and curse, or whether they are like surprisingly charming, please, oh my god, yes, would you give us your rideshare stories or your cab stories? Um, or I would say if you have a per- any public transportation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. I ha- I've we had can bad- all reminisce about public transit. Ooh, I've had some bad bus stories. And, like, on a bus, I would say it's even more intimate than on a subway. Because while you are packed in, everybody is so insular. But on a bus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Forget it. Just share more. And I've had, I've had guys sit next to me. 
or behind me on a bus and keep talking to me through the seat. Ugh, and it's gross. like, no. And I'm stuck in fucking turnpike traffic. And I had a stop that was really close to my building. And I would wait to get off at a different stop. Uh-huh. I've done that. I would, or, or I've gotten off early and then, yep. Oh, my God. I'm now just, see, this unlocked something for me. I knew it would. I remember now getting off at the different stop all the time. Oh, honey. All the time. Uh, it was very rare that I would actually take the stop that, that I was intended to take. In general, Damn. I would have to sit next to someone who was just a little too engaged mm-hmm. with me um a little too engaged mm-hmm. less so on the train um i feel like i feel like on the train people are also just like nope i'm just i'm just, just head down just mm-hmm. get me to the horror that is penn station so i can go through with a scimitar and get to work <laughs> exactly um, but yeah on buses it's absolutely happened and I've I've gotten off at different stops constantly um, people at bus stops <laughs> people at bus stops absolutely the fuck not I can't tell oh, you oh no hard no times. don't talk no <laughs> don't talk to people at bus stops no, never. Especially when the bus is running late. Oh Mm-mm. God! Unless you're unless you're asking, did you see this bus go by? Yep. Then that you're should loud. be the only bit of communication. I will say that there was um, there was a guy. What? The, uh, he was a crosswalk, cro- crossing guard. He was a crossing guard. Um, okay. In a, in one of the towns that I would commute from, and. I had so much of my guard built up that I was not prepared for how wonderful he actually was. We can safely say this because this man was like 93. His name was Patrick. His very old wife would drop off soup in a thermos to him while he was working. He knew everyone. He had so much ear hair. Okay. <laughs> he knew everyone, although he didn't know my name was Jen. What the hell did he call me? He called me something different, like Jilly or Jane or something. Um, he thought I had a different name, which is also like a theme of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, eventually I learned that Patrick was not only okay to talk to, but quite enjoyable to talk to. And so um, Patrick became my constant companion at one of my bus stops when I was regularly taking that particular bus. But um, yeah, otherwise, a thousand percent avoiding people by going to a different stop. Also, in more populated areas, um when there's a bus line, they might have like stops every block or two. Um, just avoiding people and seeing if mm-hmm. there, especially if there was a guy at at one of the stops, just walking two extra blocks and going to an empty pickup station because Mm-mm. nope, <laughs> nope, 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 indeed, nope, absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> uh. I don't miss any of that. I do not Mm-mm. miss a single bit of that. And there was, um, 
I, that I may have talked, I know I talked to you about this, but I may have talked about this on the podcast, and um, it sucks because this was a highly charged religious moment for me. I was mm-hmm. taking the train into the city, and um, there was an to, to in the vein of don't trust them just because they're old. There was an <sighs> old man in his seventies, easily, who was old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> old man, take a look at my life. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes, that. Um, the, the, there was this old man. This and this train route was empty constantly. And I was going in. I was going to Lush. I was going in at the middle of the day, and uh, and he he just this old man, and he was uh, Orthodox. He was mm-hmm. Orthodox, if not Hasidic. He had payas and was wearing a yarmulke and what and. I mean, was very much to me a trustworthy or at least harmless looking individual. And um, I sat not next to him, but near-ish him. And he, and maybe he smiled at me and I smiled at him and then went back to my whatever. And he struck up a conversation with me. And he's, and he's, talking to me and and it's all very innocuous for quite some time uh i would say that ride was like a 20 minute ride till we got to sea caucus junction um and it was really innocuous for a long time and i think andrew and i were engaged at that point um so i was like 25 and he is um and he's, you know, he's asking me, oh, are you married? Oh, blah, 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 blah. But it sounds grandfatherly, right? It's yes. all very paternal. And he's just, you know, telling me about his kids and his grandkids and what he's doing that day. And it's all very pleasant. And I'm fine with it. And as it starts to turn into are you married, he starts making this sharp left turn into like, oh, do you like how he touches you? Oh, do you like how he fucks you? And I, what? Yeah, it was I think that you moment. told me this before. I yeah. did because you were at work when I got yes. there. Yes, yes, yes. And I was so, I mean, I, if something like this has happened to you guys, which in general, alas, navigating the world as a woman or femme it probably has um it was that moment of what total shock because Mm -hmm. it just veered completely off the rails and the way he was looking at me changed like i could tell now that he was enjoying the discomfort he had me in he was he was leering at me the 75 80 year old man was fucking leering at me as in in a fucking in an, in an exchange that he has probably had countless hundreds of times. times. Yeah. Mhm. Yep. Yep. It was a train line that came from very frummy areas, from very very Jewish and Hasidic areas. Mm-hmm. Um and it really sucked because I don't want that for my community. 
I don't want that for my people. I don't want it for anyone, but um, I, when it hits home like that, it's like, how fucking dare you? Especially when Mm -hmm. you, when you exact it through religious trust, right? It feels like such a betrayal. So, um, it was, it was horrible. And I wouldn't say we were talking about being Jews, like, um, so yeah, I absolutely felt like this was, this was my long lost Zadie and the way that he, I mean, just watching his face change and I was so horrified and frozen that when we got to Secaucus Junction, I was just waiting at the door to bolt out of there. Um, I felt like I couldn't get away from him fast enough. All the escalators were single file and nobody's fucking moving. So I couldn't, I could not flee from him at, at mm. the rate that I wanted to. Um, it, it was horrible. It was, and Ugh. I never saw him again, but that, exp- like I was shaking by the time I got to Penn Station. I couldn't stop looking around me to make sure that he wasn't there. I called Andrew sobbing, and then I had to go to work (laughs) where you were and where I definitely honestly felt safer than I did on the train for sure. But, like, yeah, it just, it it sucks when you are a naturally open person and certainly someone that no matter what you do, no matter what face you make, what clothes you're wearing, you're going to look approachable to people. Mm Mm-hmm. You even more than me because you look like a like a cartoon chipmunk chipette. <laughs> you look like a chipette. <laughs> I do. Um, I always uh, um, whoever the Theodore's girlfriend was. I very much Eleanor. Uh, Eleanor, yes. <laughs> Eleanor is always. the shit. I have a good one. I have a good one. So yes. one time it was really really cold. I was standing waiting for the bus in Hoboken, and um. <laughs> And a guy with like a curly mohawk rolls up and he's like, hey, you look cold. I'm going down by the train. Do you want to ride to the train? And I was like, uh, Mm. and do you know what made me get in the car? It was so warm in the car. This fucker was wearing a tank top. (laughs) And I was like, yes, I'm going to get in this car. (laughs) Oh, no. Yes. So uh, he was super nice. Didn't ask hardly any questions at all. He was just like, yeah, it's fucking cold today. Um... I hope I hope that you're okay. Like we, ha- I think maybe we talked about the music that was on the radio, and it was absolutely nothing. And then, um, then years later, uh, I met this guy Renee, who I was like, "Oh, you look a lot like that guy." And I was like, "Is this possible?" And he was like, "I don't remember you, but I do do that sometimes." And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and now he's my friend. So That's that was amazing. that was by far like the loveliest random encounter that I have ever had in my entire life. And I'm not a hop in the car with somebody kind of, but no. I have been waiting for that fucking bus for at least 25 minutes. And it was like two degrees out. It was one of those moments where like, I don't know, whatever happens next is probably better than what's happening now. So <laughs> just going to go with but those I've, odds right now. Right. <laughs> but I've always tried. I've always tried. Part of the reason why I've been open about strangers and stuff is that I try to, I like good stories, and I like hearing other people's stories, which is why we're doing this right now. But sometimes you can have boundaries, and it's fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, I miss the days where I just wanted to grab stories from random people. Um, Uh Uh-huh. I mean, listeners are different, uh, for sure. But I I do, I kind of miss the, the 
the naive, wide-eyed openness sure. where I was like, oh my god, a good story, meet this person, give them some soup. Nope. <laughs> Shut that <No>. shit down. <laughs> oh, oh, compassion fatigue. Uh, epic compassion fatigue. Um, well, thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah, thanks, fuck buddies. We love you guys. And be, and be sure to tune into Fucking Jersey, our sister podcast about all things Garden Statey. Oh, we've got some good stuff coming up, and it's still really mm-hmm. fun and and strange and creepy and uh, funny because it's us. So um, yes, please do check out <laughs> Fucking Jersey, and also maybe um, be a little thankful today that we're all. Uh, remaining indoors because there's a lot of really good things that you don't have to deal with right now i realize literally everything else is on fire but we'll find the joy where we can right exactly 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 (laughs) don't talk to strangers don't talk to strangers fuck i'm gonna have you all watch that winnie the pooh special (laughs) (laughs) yes